Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at DallasSportsFanatic.com. And I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, to sum up Dallas's free agency right now, I'm watching Batman Returns with the pe- <laughs> with the penguin. Is that, that the just, George Clooney one? No, this is a uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton, Keaton. Yeah, I think I think if we signed Michael Keaton right now, I'd be happy probably. <laughs> there are people out, out there that are upset, and I, I hashtag I did a piece today. About the Mavericks, the Mavericks just waiting around. They they are waiting around. They are hovering around, waiting for the right free agent to get to them. Like, what if this turns into Gallinari? Just we'll talk about this definitely. But what if this turns into Gallinari signing with the Mavericks? Like he just he just kind of settles because all the other money is just gone. Like there's, I mean, Denver's already used kind of their money on Millsap today. We'll talk about that. Uh, like eventually the money's going to dry up because it's a, it's a literal pool. I talked about this in my pieces. It's a literal pool of money and it all has to be used. And you know, players are going to take the money. (laughs) Players can't not take money. Like Gallinari and like George Hill and Rudy Gay are not just going to stay out and not get money. They're going to get signed somewhere. Yeah. And, but Dallas is just in this unique spot of, you know, normally we hit free agency, not only chasing the big fish, but, hit free agency with only like I mean last year we had what five players under contract yeah so like we, we needed bodies well this summer we have a ton of people under contract so there's only a couple roster spots really that I mean yeah if you got somebody big you just make room for them but there's only a couple really rotation spots that Dallas is looking to fill so they're looking for that perfect fit kind of and that's that's why like I don't mind Dallas being being quiet right now because I think they're just waiting to see what the market looks like and waiting to see exactly what's on the plate too because you know for instance like I just posted a piece like 10 minutes ago saying we should at least call about Shabazz Muhammad because you know if if Dallas if Dallas let's say they went out and signed somebody you know or whatever they already spent their money and cool if they did but like the market's still becoming available like if 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 we're talking about like a plate people are still putting food on the plate for you to pick from you know like this whole minnesota thing like they had already told muhammad that they were you know giving him the qualify offer to hit restricted free agency well then they get like taj gibson and they're like okay well we gotta have cats and jimmy freaking butler yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like so now they, they get these moves and so now somebody like Muhammad, you know, he's not a huge name, but somebody that wasn't really projected to be an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, and he's the type of mold that we saw Ben McLemore go today. And, uh, you know, I was pissed about that, man. Like yeah. that makes me so mad because it was so cheap. Five million a year, basically. I thought he would get more than that. I thought he would hover around like eight. 
Like the- I, I thought he could get up to eight, but then when I started to look around, I, I just thought, and I, I saw the market, and I wrote about it again today. This is the majority of my piece was writing about what the market looks like. And in 2015, in the first 24 hours of free agency, teams spent 1.4 billion dollars on players, or they committed that much money. Let's let's put it like that, and I'll I'll, I'll reference that later. And then in 2016, which is last year when the cap spiked and everybody got 19 million, like an extra 19 million dollars, like a surplus is what I called it, they spent 1.7 billion dollars. And then this year they spent 870 million dollars in the first 24 hours. So teams are spending less, and some of that is because of these guys taking these one-year deals, and some of that is because of guys like Chris Paul and you know not signing and and you know taking his offer, and, and that doesn't count as a, you know a signing, and so. There's, they're not spent. Their teams aren't spending as much money because there's not as much money out there. And so, if there's less money, then team, then players are getting like, you know, they're not getting an Alan Crabb type deal. Like that's, that's just not happening. They're not getting a Mozgov or a Dang type deal. And so, you, you know, you just look around and you're like, man, maybe some of these guys will get better looking deals instead of these like huge deals that we're used to. Yeah, and it that's something to keep in mind too because Bobby Marks, ESPN, Bobby Marks. Yeah, I'll never get used to it. Not as bad uh, as Woj, but Shams is our new Luke Skywalker. Go Shams! Shams, um, wow! But uh, no, Bobby Marks tweeted out t- tonight, and something to keep in mind for Dallas too, fans. If you're looking for things to be excited about, is he said, you know, we're looking at like next summer, over half the league in the luxury tax. I mean, like we're you look into next summer without you know contracts being moved or trades being made, like. There are so many teams that are just done spending next summer. So when you look at some potential free agents next summer, I'm, we don't want to go down this route again of you know big fish chasing for Dallas, but the the market of teams that's going to have a lot of cap space. And for Dallas, it's important now. You don't want to – you're not going to win anything. And we'll talk about the playoffs later on in a different pod probably. Like you know, you're probably not making the playoffs, so – you know, why I go dedicate a ton of money that could cut in your cat next year. Like, so when we see some moves, Dallas signed somebody small over the next couple of days, I wouldn't expect it to be super long-term. If it is long-term, it's going to be cheap. And, and you know, I don't know. Gallinari, maybe I, I would be happy with Gallinari, yeah, but I don't, cool. it looks like he might be going to the Clippers. So we'll see. Ugh, I feel so bad for him. All right. So this is what we're going to get into. We, we've already kind of prefaced what we're going to talk about today with, you know, free agency, it's all pretty much free agency and off-season moves. There's just so much stuff and so much happened over the weekend that we just have to get to. So whether you're on your way to work right now or whether you're coming back from work or you're at work right now and you're listening to our podcast, thanks so much for joining us. If you haven't, uh, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. We just really appreciate it. Today we're going to talk about uh, – we're going to give you a Mavs update. So we're just going to talk about all the stuff that happened over the weekend for the Mavs. There's not a ton, but we'll, we'll get to the stuff that happened. The Mavs have been kind of sitting low, and you can go read my piece on Dallas Sports Fanatic, why they're probably doing that. We'll get to the most impactful move, the most surprising move, the most obvious move, and the dumbest move <laughs> so far, you know, in just the past, you know, couple days and free agency and all that. And then we will get to our five best free agents that are still available and where we think they're going to go. So let's just dive right into this. So Mavs update. Apparently they had a good call with Nerlens Noel. I've never heard a report from an executive saying that they had a bad call besides the LaMarcus Aldridge and and Los Angeles Lakers meeting that happened two years ago (laughs) where they did a second. Remember they did a second one. So besides that, I've never heard one that didn't go well. So 
Nerlens, it was fine. Also, Eddie Sefko reported that he just wanted a call. He didn't want to be wined and dined and all this stuff, which I think is cool. Like that, that to me is, you know, a guy that we want in Dallas, <laughs> a guy that yeah. we want to stick around, which is, you know, couldn't be more obvious. So I think he's coming back. He does want to see if he can get a max offer out there, but with the money shrinking up and then, you know, certain suitors are just kind of, I don't know, they're, yeah. they're putting their money elsewhere. And if, if things like the auto Porter and the, you know, Gordon Hayward thing last long enough. I think we could see Nerland sign for a, a pretty good good deal. Did you hear the? Uh, do you did you see the Nate Duncan, Danny Larue dunked on podcast? They do a mock off season. I know. I listened to it last year. I just haven't this year it's, yet. Though. Well, it's five freaking hours. Like it's so oh, wow. long. It's uh, they split it into two parts. It's like two and a half hours the first one, two and a half hours the second one. So I whizzed through the first one to see what they could do with, and I, I listened to it on on double time just to try to get through it, huh. and. Uh, so I, I, you know, I listened through it, and what happened with Nerlens Noel, and I, I tweeted a thread of this. Um, so Nerlens was, you know, Ner- Nate Duncan was acting as the agent, and so this is all mock. This is not not real. I tweeted this out, and someone thought that this was real, and they were like, "So oh, Nerlens is signed." I was like, "No, no, no." So his agent said, "All right, let's start the bidding." Blah blah blah. And Dallas offered him fifteen million a year, and I was like, "Yeah, do it. Like, please do it. <laughs> like, do it right now." So they offered him a four year, I think, fifteen million dollars per year. And then uh, Nerlens wanted to test the market, and then he went out to try to test the market. And then Danny Larue, who was the Maverick, he was representing the Mavericks, upped it to sixteen million a year. And he kind of listened a little bit more, but still wanted to test the market. The Hawks, I think, it was Dan Feldman tried to jump in, and they tried to offer him, but they never got any numbers out because Dallas came back and started talking again to Nerlens' agent, and they ended up settling on eighteen. They, they got to eighteen and a half million a year for four years. And then he wanted a player option in the last year, and they wouldn't give it to him. But then they said they would do 18 a year with the player option. So that's what they ended up with, four years, $18 million a year, and a player option at the end. But no other teams got to jump in and try to you know, make an <laughs> offer, like sign him to an offer sheet or anything, because they just like the Mavericks just worked really quick. Somebody's in their car right now, and they had something to go on to where they didn't hear this was fake. And they're like, holy crap, they got it. <laughs> Yeah, that's we are that. not breaking news right now. <laughs> that that was a mock off season by the Dunked On Basketball Podcast, which is a man. If you are into the details and the minutia of NBA basketball, if you want to know the the cap stuff, like Nate Duncan taught the cap to me. Let's let's just put it, let's just put it that way. Like the guy knows what he's talking about, and uh, yeah, they just talk about the the minute details. They talk about like which metatarsal in Kevin Durant's foot like he broke and all this weird stuff. I mean, they just, they get into it. It's crazy. Well, you actually mentioned the team, and this is I tweeted this out a little while ago. Watch out for Atlanta. Seriously, with, with Nerlens, they just lost. They just lost Paul Millsap. They're in rebuild mode. They traded Dwight Howard. They have thirty million in cap now. Yep. So watch out. You know that's and Miles Plumlee is their center, which is after watching the summer league with Marshall, he's probably the third the third best Plumlee out of three. Right, <laughs> Marshall, Marshall Bald. <laughs> uh, but no, like that's just kind of a new team, you know. Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about the summer league? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing to talk about summer league. Jamil Warney looked good. Dwight Bikes. Dwight, Bi- Dwight Bikes is the new Jonathan Gibson. Twenty, literally 28 years old, balled out, played better defense than I've ever seen him play, and I've watched him play a little bit for the Lakers. But all right, maybe going. somebody else can sign him. <laughs> uh, no, Cleveland, just watch Cleveland. Out. Look out! Watch out for Atlanta for for Nerlens. And always watch out for Phoenix too. But we say watch out. He's going to be back. Is you know Dallas is going to match it. Whatever They're going to match it. Is. So it's just a matter of we've said all along. You know how much and not if. 
So, you know, I want to throw something at you. This is a curveball. He's like well, grinning right now. Like <laughs> I am because I've been thinking about this over the past hour. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, this is taking a while. You know, we haven't heard anything. Nerlens, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just prefacing this with Nerlens is going to be back. I'm just speculating and having fun with this. <laughs> what if they entertained sign-in trades? Okay. I'm going to throw at you. Four to five signing trades just off the top of my head. All right, so I'll be Donnie Nelson and you be the other team. Sign and trade, and obviously you can, this is just a, a framework, a foundation to put upon. Obviously there could be other parts. Okay. Sign, sign and trade Nerlens for McCollum. I would not do that if I was the Mavericks. For CJ McCollum? No. Okay. Um, I'm... I am unnecessarily high on Nerlens. I think he's going to be a defensive player of the year. I think he's where basketball is going. I think he's the perfect five for the NBA, both small ball and, you know, big ball, whatever you want to call it. I think he can well, play with certain yeah. stretch fives, like as a four. I just, I'm super high on him. And I think McCollum's like a, you know, I really like McCollum as a person. My One of my goals is to call a game with him as a broadcaster because I think he's just <laughs> going to be super good or do a okay. podcast with him. Anyway, but no, I would not do Double sign and trade for Otto Porter. Nope, low on Otto Porter. He's yeah, I am too. His his the free agency timing like he's gonna get a max deal. He already got an didn't he get an offer from the Kings? Yeah, or something. Uh, yeah. He got a max offer. So it was reported from the Kings. The, oh, the other thing I was gonna say about this I didn't mention earlier was that all of this is and the Shabazz Muhammad thing reminded me of this. All of this is just like agreements. This is all DeAndre Jordan Maverick stuff. Like, this is all not signed yet. So just be careful because, you know, Shabazz was offered a qualifying offer and then they rescinded it. And the and the Timberwolves can do that because none of this is official yet. So everything that you're seeing in stone, like. We saw Nene. Nene, Nene. yeah. Nene was, offered a, Nene was offered a four-year deal. He had to decline it because of the, you know, the year, thir- like the 38-year thing or something like that. When a player is 38, they can't have a deal or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So no, I would not do Otto Porter to you know. <laughs> long story short, Nerlens to your boys to the Lakers for Randall and Clarkson. Nope. No, that Mavericks don't. That's not what they need. The Lakers would do that in a heartbeat. But Julius Randall doesn't appeal to you. No. Okay. He he appeals to me. I like his upside, but not for Nerlens. And then Jordan Clarkson would just make Mavs fans so upset. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do any of these deals. This yeah, is yeah, just you're like just, logical. You're proposing them. All right, Nerlens for something on Phoenix. Booker. The only one. The only <laughs> thing I think I would do is Booker. Okay. What else? Not, what else appeals to you on on there? Like Josh know. Jackson doesn't even. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. If you're gonna tell me I'm getting Marquis Chris and Josh Jackson, I don't oh, think you're Phoenix two? would do that. Okay. If you're getting two, maybe. Yeah. But even okay. then, I think I would rather have Nerlens than Chris and. Here's here's my last one, and I was I know this is this is just intriguing because a certain this this player is entering a unique situation with like a contract extension next year. He's come off a big injury. I totally take that back. I would do Chris and Jackson for Nerlens. Anyway, continue. Okay, sign and trade Nerlens and Wes Matthews to Milwaukee for Jabari and Monroe. So we're rolling out. Jabari, Barnes, Dirk. <laughs> and you're getting Jabari, you're getting Jabari and Parker Dennis in the deal. So like yeah. that's that's the whole Jabari's 
Like, Nerlens has injury issues and knee problems, but Jabari's are probably worse. <laughs> yeah, so that, that that's why, I, I don't know. Greg I Monroe think it, is not playable right now, unless you're Monroe, unless you're randomly in the yeah. playoffs and it fits well. <laughs> Monroe's, Monroe's whatever in the deal. It would be mainly, you're looking at getting Jabari Parker if that. For Nerlens. If you're, if you're Milwaukee, you know, you, I don't know, I think it's still intriguing. But they're just, Milwaukee's going to be in a, a weird boat with Jabari because the double ACLs, like, do you extending next year? How much? And I was, I don't know. That would just be something. And, you know, where 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 this came to mind is because we want Nerlens back. I'm super high on him like you are. I think, I wouldn't say he's perfect because he can't shoot really. Yeah. So, but besides that, he can guard on the perimeter. He can, like, all this stuff. Like, and I want him back. I think he will be back and all this stuff. And he's but, not like a, he's not a negative on offense either. Let's be clear about that. But. Yeah, yeah, he's not a negative. But there is a, a small, tiny thing of if Dallas, like, Dallas still has Dirk that can play center. So, like, if there was some crazy situation to pull in a, 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 a high-class wing, like a Jabari, you know, like, you could – roll that out and push dirt to center and roll out more smaller ball lineup with that. But that's just speculation. We, let's not spend much time on that. Cause Nerland is going to be back. Like, yep. That's just me saying crazy stuff. Normal. All right. So one free agent that was linked to the Mavericks is Michael Carter Williams. He was signed by Charlotte on a one year deal. I think one year, about 3 million, 2.7 or something like that Yeah. per year. Interesting for Charlotte. Um, I guess they're going with the the Kemba, like the Malik. Kemba the Kemba Monk Michael Carter Williams like backcourt rotation kind of thing. But I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind not, it. It's not terrible. But they're going to play Michael Carter Williams and Dwight Howard together at some point during the season, and everyone will laugh. So hey, Dwight can hit threes now. Dang it! You know what? I forgot that. I totally <laughs> forgot. Uh, the appeal to the Mavericks, I don't really get at all. I don't understand why they would be linked to him besides just maybe he has upside. Like, he's a guy that is, you know, a triple-double type player that he will get you points, rebounds, and assists. Like, he will fill up a stat sheet. Is he great for your basketball team? Not sure. His length is really good. His defense probably really, you know, appeals to the Mavericks. He cannot shoot. But I don't know. I, I just don't see where that is because, they, have, you know, we've talked forever about how they already have all these point guards. Yeah, I mean, on paper it didn't really make sense besides just – like what you said, of it's a younger player. He's kind of fallen off the map, fallen off the map, map since his rookie of the year award. And you know, is it would it be appealing to have another? Like we've said before, you can never have enough six, you know, four to six eight guys on your team. And he's like six six. So I mean, even there's lineups that Carter Williams could play the three. You know, and I, I think so. they would play him like they played Raymond Felton, and that's a weird comparison, but they would play him as a two. For, I think. Yeah, and not necessarily off the ball, but then sometimes like you play him as a two with Seth, and then Seth you know handles the ball, and then Seth can also play off the ball, and I think they would do something like that with him. Uh, ben McLemore was a person that was linked to the Mavericks basically <laughs> only because fans really wanted <laughs> fans really wanted yeah. him. Uh, he just fits. He, he's he, going he to fits, Mem- he's going cool. to Memphis, like we said, five years or five, five years, deal, two man. year, two year, ten million. We should have paid for that. Yeah, that that to me is a miss. But to, for me, I think if like if Dallas didn't offer him, I think that's a mistake. But if Dallas did offer him, which we don't know, it's not been reported anywhere. But if Dallas did offer him, I could see the appeal to Macklemore. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go to Dallas. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play behind. You know, I'm not gonna play point guard for him. 
because I'm not a point guard, even though I played point guard. I played 11% of my minutes at point guard for Sacramento last year. But I'm not going to play two because I'm going to be behind Wes and Seth Curry probably. And then behind Harrison Barnes, probably behind Dorian Finney-Smith maybe. I mean, he had not a great year unless he, you know, shows up big in training camp and stuff. So, like, you're playing behind a couple guys, at least a couple guys. Maybe not Dorian, but at least Wes and Seth and Harrison. And then for the the Grizzlies, I mean, it's wide open. They're, they're two guard. I mean, who's going to start for them at two? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's why at first, but before some of these latest deals happened, I, I wasn't on the camp saying that Dallas was for sure not a playoff team uh, because there's a group of teams at that bottom – you know, bottom of the playoffs that you just, you couldn't convince me. Like at this point right now, you can't convince me Memphis is making the playoffs over Dallas at this point, just because, you know, they're one injury, they're one injury away from being, who is, who is Chandler Parsons? And then you all know that. (laughs) And then look at their free agents right now. Like at this current moment, while we're recording Jamichael greens out there, Tony Allen, Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, Like, these are all guys that, you know, could find new homes. So who's starting at the two, starting at the four? It's just Conley and Gasol at the moment. And, yeah, I mean, are are they going to probably make it over Dallas? But, I don't know, you just can't convince me that that's a lock. And there's only, you know, there's only a couple – there's only about five or six teams right now for me that I would say – at the current moment, which I hate doing rankings right now. I hate even do that because there's so many. Yeah, there's so many variables still. Yeah, and there's only like five or six teams right now, like on paper, that I would say are locks to make the playoffs. Outside or, of that, I'm not sure. Or are even still put together. You know, <laughs> like they're still like Houston still dealing. You still have, you know, Golden State still has stuff to put together. And none of these deals are for sure yet. So uh, Mike Muscala is another guy that is linked to Dallas. Tell me the difference between Mike Muscala and Spencer Hawes. <laughs> or Kelly Olenek. I, our, our guy Robbie Lewis on, on Dallas Sports Fanatic wrote a good piece about him. You go read it if you're interested in Mike Muscala. <laughs> or if you're not and you just have no idea who Mike Muscala is. So go ahead and, and read that on Dallas Sports Fanatic. Uh, I don't really like it. I don't really see where he fits with Dallas uh, or with today's NBA. I mean, he's a you know big guy that can shoot, but. I'll I'll say this with free agency so far there had there hasn't been a a deal that's happened besides Ben McLemore that I've been pissed that Dallas missed on. That's true. That's a good point. I, ben McLemore is the first one I said. Dang it, man! Like, except what I would, the heck? Except I would really like Paul Millsap to play in Dallas, but that's not because of fit and like team. That's just because I I really like Paul Millsap and I would like to him to play for the for the Mavericks. But yeah, that's <laughs> true. A realistic target, you know, you know, whatever that. So. I don't know. I I just I'm almost to the spot now to where there's only about I don't know three to five players out there right now <laughs> that's still free agents that I would like kind of want on the team, and if we don't get them, I would just say screw it. No, yeah. I don't want anybody. Just yeah, wait like it save out. your cap space. That's another thing. Is and I'll probably write a piece about this too to follow up my piece today. But uh, if Dallas goes into the the season with some cap space, I would not be upset about that. I think that you get better deals during the season than you can because a team like Cleveland, a team like Houston, a team like, you know, some of these teams are going to get really desperate looking at golden state and they're going to say, 
man, we just need to get this one thing done and we need somebody to take this contract or take, you know, take this contract and an asset or do something. And if you go into the season with, with cap space, especially when, a t- when not a lot of teams are going to have cap space, you can be like the third team in a deal that, you know, moves somebody big like a mellow or, you know, something like that. And Mello said he was open to, op- to doing his no trade clause. What was it to the Rockets and the, the Cavs? Yeah. Just go to Houston, Mello. That just shows how much I hate LeBron, but. Even though the East is like a YMCA rec league, Gosh. which it has been for years, and now it's even worse. It's just even worse. Starting with the three most impactful moves to me. <laughs> these are the these are my three the most impactful moves. Uh, Jimmy Butler number one because that opened it up for Jeff Teague to go to Minnesota as well. Then Paul George to to the to OKC and Paul Millsap, the two Pauls going going out west. That's three. Those are whatever you guys want to say about Paul Millsap, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and I. I tweeted, you know, fifth. I tw- I tweeted fifteen players in the wet in the West right now and said three of these will miss, and it just kind of blew up. And a bunch of people were tweeting me that you know that Paul George, Jimmy Butler, you know, Clay Thompson, like a lot of these guys would miss the playoffs. But those are all star caliber players. Like they would absolutely, and they did, and they have made all star teams in the East. And with a balanced <laughs> league, like if it was Not just only have they made up, it, they were starters, <laughs> starters, and perennial all star. Like Paul Millsap's a couple, I think two or three, four times he's been an all star. So these, like these are all star guys, all star caliber guys moving from the East to the West. That's three right there. <laughs> I mean, just that we can we can talk about and one of them was a signing and two of them are trades but those just impact and i think more so than impacting the team that they got on they impact the east <laughs> yeah gosh yeah i mean the east is i mean it's just a joke man. because those three players moving from the east to the west not only do they remove three all-stars from the eastern conference they remove three teams yeah, the Hawks are done. The Hawks are rebuilding, and they, they we we saw the start of that with with them moving Dwight Howard. But well, the start of it was when they broke up the sixty win team. But they they moved Dwight Howard, and then we're like, okay, Paul Millsap's probably gone. Paul Millsap leaves. Now they're straight up rebuilding. Paul George leaves Indiana, and they are a garbage team. Like who do they have on that? Miles Turner is is a is a great going to be a great player, but he's not right now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's, Oladipo. They got Oladipo back, which. Did you see who I don't know who tweet oh uh Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer tweeted that an exec exec texted him and said this is the greatest Oh no no it was McMahon I don't remember who it was it was somebody there's so many rumors flying around right now but somebody yeah, yeah. one of those guys tweeted that that the Paul George to OKC was the best salary dump OKC has ever done <laughs> Like I wrote about that too in the piece that about you know the Mavericks the trades Mavericks could put together for Paul George is like what they called it a salary dump because Oladipo wasn't worth the, you know, the $20 million he's going to be paid. So, so that takes Indiana completely out of the running. And then the bulls now they, st- they brought back Dwayne Wade, <laughs> but they got rid of their best player. Now they're rebuilding, especially with, you know, the move they made on draft night to get those pieces. You can just tell with Chris Dunn, Levine and, and Lori market, and they are straight up rebuilding. So that's three rebuilding teams that were, yeah. You know, playoff teams, all three of those teams were in the playoffs last year, and they're all out. But, but you know what's going to happen? LeBron's going to make the playoffs, and everybody's going to be like, oh, look at his another consecutive finals appearance. <laughs> That's what it's been freaking all along, man. It's been a cakewalk for him forever. 
It's just stupid. Yeah, the teams that the teams that Jordan played weren't that great in the East either. Some, I mean, he got to the end and he played like you know. The, we could talk about Hall of Famers though that he played against yeah, and went through. And he's, so what Hall of Famers have Lebr- has LeBron went through? Gosh, Isaiah Thomas. Like that, no, that's what like, like Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I mean, we can we look one? at. Okay. I mean, we're not even like looking at stuff, but yeah, I mean, Boston outside of Boston, what Hall of Fame? I mean, like Paul George has been like his biggest competition in Indy. I was joking yeah. about about Isaiah Thomas, like so being like Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons won, but uh, yeah, like Rose yeah. and the Bulls back in the day, like so, like it's crap like that. But anyway, that we're a Mavs related podcast, we can't get into that. Yeah. All right. So, did you have any other impactful moves besides those? No, I mean, I mean the Butler thing. I mean that was super. I mean that's big. I mean they went from a non-playoff team to a potential, you know, four to six seed, and it's beyond Jimmy too. I mean, well, okay, well I'll talk about them in a little bit because they go into one of my other categories. But yeah, I mean Millsap was huge. Millsap was huge tonight. It was it's funny because I was actually doing something with my dog and my phone went off, and my wife picked up my phone. I was like, oh, read that to me, and she's like. Um, some Paul Millsap guy went to <laughs> Denver and I was like, dang it. <laughs> She's like, I guess that's bad. Yeah. Bad but, for the maps. So, yeah, I mean that, that, that was big too, because Denver has been trying to hit the playoffs. They, they need another guy. I think he works perfect alongside Jokic. Gosh, I mean, that's such a good fit. So, but to where I was going to say something about Dallas too. Watch out for Dallas getting in on these third team, these three team trades too, because yeah. some of these deals could turn into signing trades. You know, like, you know, let's say I don't know Millsap to Denver. You know, like some of these teams have to, like Denver has to clear some space a little bit now. What if Gallo, you know, Gallinari to the Clippers? What if that turns into a signing trade? Denver might have to get up, give up some things. Like some of these signings out here, they could turn into signing trades to where. And that's why I think Dallas is waiting on too. You know, what if Dallas, what if Boston gets you know Gordon Hayward, and they want they need to create some room. You yeah. Know, so and they so do. They, you're like, yeah, you're looking at like what if Boston's just trying to get get rid of Jay Crowder. You know, to get rid of Avery Bradley. Bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> bring Crowder back. Yeah, and so like it's I think it's players like that that you could just like cash in on or something. So I don't know. Yeah, impactful. I mean, Jimmy Butler, Paul Millsap. There's two most surprising moves to me, and I think we agree on them, is Paul George, because nobody, nobody saw that coming. It came out, and I, like Brian Windhorst was on the, the, you know, the ESPN free agency thing, and he just said, we had never heard OKC's name connected with this, like Paul George at all, just at all. And it came out of nowhere. And that's kind of what OKC does. The Serge Ibaka trade came out of nowhere, too. We didn't hear about that coming you know, at all. And all of a sudden, boom, the guy's in, in Orlando, <laughs> just yeah, in, in and Orlando. That was the regime that, that spilled the whiteboard thing. So <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was super hidden. And then the other can, one is Chris Paul to Houston. Can, can the city of Oklahoma take another star leaving? They, they better, they better. Cause he <laughs> Cause is. Paul George is so gone. How pissed are you? Or if you're a Paul George that you've been saying forever, like I want to play for the Lakers, you know, which is really funny because there's a difference between, I just heard, you know, just saw this at summer league when I was watching summer league over the weekend and, and miles Turner was there. There's a difference between reporters saying Paul George told the, told the Pacers that he wants to play for the Lakers. Miles Turner was getting interviewed on this, on the sidelines at summer league. And they asked him about the Paul George trade. And he's like, man, it's just crazy. You know, kind of glad it's over ever since Paul, you know, let it known to everybody that he wants to play for the Lakers, Gosh. blah, blah, blah. 
even he admits it. Even he admits that Paul George told, like, is openly telling people that he wants to play for the Lakers. Like, it's, you know, that was just another thing. Not that you're discrediting reports, but just to hear a player, his teammate, saying that he knows that Paul George was. So, like, but if you're Paul George, I kind of think it's funny because you kind of put yourself in this boat, but now you're going from Indianapolis to Oklahoma City for a year. Gosh. And, so, How can you take a step down from Indianapolis as a city? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think he's definitely gone. That, now it's just about like, hey, can they form a friendship and go together to LA? That starting lineup is going to be besides Westbrook and Paul George is going to be awful. I mean, Stephen Adams is is good. Like if it's Paul George, Stephen Adams, Westbrook, and two shooters, like a stretch four and okay. a shooter, a, a three and D shooter. It would be awesome, but it's not. It's going to be like Roberson or Cantor or Doug McDermott, which is fine, you know, because he's a shooter, but he's still not, you know, great. Like Alex Obrina's playing two. Like what? Are, I mean, are they going to play Paul George at two? Then who do they play at four? I'm just, I'm so lost as to what that starting lineup's going to be, and I think George is just going to be miserable because Westbrook and Durant. We talk about this so much, but Westbrook and Durant, like. They had ties together. Like, they grew up together, basically. They came there. They only went to college for, like, a year, two years. And then they grew up in OKC together. And I think Russell Westbrook, the way he plays, frustrated Durant so much he wanted to leave. He looked at Golden State and he said, man, that is such a more appealing version of basketball (laughs) than what I'm doing right now. And he left. And he had ties to Russell Westbrook, and he got you know maligned for for the move that he made. And, and, you know, we've made jokes about it, and everybody makes jokes about it, but – like Russell Westbrook was part of the reason that Durant left. Paul George has no ties with Russell Westbrook or anything besides that they're both from LA. Like I'm sure they know each other. I'm sure they've played together, but like they don't have like long roots like <laughs> playing together yeah. and on the same NBA team and this brotherhood and doing press conferences together. Like they don't have any of that. He's gonna just leave. I think that's to me that is the move. Yeah. Team USA, I think they played on Team USA. Yeah, together. probably something like that, but not, I mean, not the not the amount that like it's not going to be as. Basically, what I'm saying is it's not going to be as hard for Paul George to leave as it was for Durant, and he's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Paul, the other surprising move that was surprising oh, yeah. to you. I actually we talked about this before we hit record. For me, I think Chris Paul's situation was more surprising than Paul George. I think. You know, the randomness of Paul George was surprising, but but like the, I don't know, just the overall story of Chris Paul, and I don't want to talk about it too long because we did last pod. I just, I never saw that coming at all, just with everything involved, um, but it looks like you're going to make a fit, and Houston, like, you can't, you know, you can't say anything about Maury, man. He's a genius, Gosh. and I mean, they got P.J. Tucker now, yeah, and so like, they're putting crap together they could get mellow so i don't know They're, they'll be fun at least most dumb move freaking jeff teague man <laughs> we agree on that one what on earth like i was all aboard this minnesota train outside of you know it hurting dallas i'm like man jimmy butler solid move even like taj gibson now but when you trade off rubio for nothing and you switch him out for jeff teague yeah they basically what? traded him for each other what on earth, man? Like Rubio's not the greatest, but I take I still I take him over Jeff Teague. What's the Okay, so Jeff Teague and George Hill got traded for each other last year, right? In that three-team deal. And that's basically what it. happened. And why wouldn't they go 
George Hill. Like, where is that? I would much rather have George Hill than Jeff Teague. What's crazy is Utah might be better with Rubio than George Hill. They could. I don't see, no, I don't see that. George Hill was that injured a lot last year. Everything. But if they play, like if George Hill had actually played, I think Utah would be better. Where in the heck does George Hill, Hill go now? I mean, he's not going back to Utah, right? He's not. No. Go, he's not going to the Spurs. He's not going to the Timberwolves. No. Uh, gosh, Dem- Denver. Yeah, I was just about to say, does Denver have any more cap space? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, they could work I, out. I would go back to the East, man. I would go back to you know anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's just like where did, where does he go? Who has cap space? And I don't yeah, know. He's not going just... to the, the Raptors signed Lowry, so that's another team out. Yeah, let's let's go into luxury tech forty million to get put out again because we're overrated and suck. Well, they're gonna probably make they can make the Eastern Conference Finals pretty easily. Oh man. well, yeah, I the mean only, they were. It's a four team. It's a four team conference out there with Washington, Boston, Toronto, and the Cavs and the Bucks. Let's yeah. let's do five then. That's it. Oh yeah, you got the five. Especially if, especially if Jabari comes back. Healthy. Do the Bucks, Bucks have any cap space? I can't think about the top of my head. That they would have be, some. That would be going a, after Macklemore. That would be a good spot for George Hill, but I don't think they have the cap space for it. If they got rid of, maybe that's why they're trying to get rid of George uh, Greg Monroe. <laughs> maybe because he's horrible, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe because they're always trying to get rid of him. Yeah, another dumb signing to me. This is gonna be this is gonna be a a take that not a lot of people agree with. I didn't think Amir Johnson was that great. It was weird, yeah. You get him for a year, yeah, I get it, and they have to spend that money somewhere. But where's he gonna play? Is he gonna play five for them? They don't want him to play five. They got he's, they got Rashawn Holmes. Paid, they got he, Jaleel to back up. I mean, he's getting paid eleven million dollars to come in there and be like a big brother. Yeah, exactly. He's it's the big brother program that he's getting paid eleven million dollars a year for. Because at the four, you want to play Ben Simmons and Dario Saric. Those are your best fours right there. And Covington. Covington's a three. They can also blame at four sometimes, though, like a small four. And then where's Amir? Like, where does Amir Johnson play? That's, that's what I don't get. If you're, then, if you're yeah, doing a youth, you have... yeah. If you're doing a youth movement, you need to. I mean, you do need to have vets. And I, you know, tweeted out about this with the Mavericks that I don't know why people keep saying we should get rid of these vets. <laughs> they need to be in the locker room. So yeah, I can see it from that sense. But I, playing wise, I just don't see where he's going to fit in and play. And if you don't, if you have a vet that doesn't really play. I don't know how impactful that is, you know? We've just heard heard things of like, well, he doesn't really play. so And he's not like Paul Pierce where he has this pedigree <laughs> and all this stuff. Or even Kendrick like, Perkins. Like Kendrick Perkins was a guy that didn't play and was really impactful for a lot of guys. But Kind of like when uh, Justice Azili didn't play any and he tried to like give a halftime speech. Oh, you mean unrestricted on. free agent Festus Azili? Uh, yeah the same guy who never played a game for portland is all right the last thing we'll do before our best free agents available is the most obvious signing taj gibson (laughs) for me going back playing with tibbs fits really well if they weren't going to get Millsap, this is a good place to go you have you know now you have taj and now you have you know towns that's a good lineup right there taj towns butler wiggins jeff teague i like it what do they do with gorgie jang comes off the bench plays five can play some four I mean, where else are they going to go? They where do they have Cole Aldridge still. Who else do they have as fours? I just don't. I don't know where they else. So he's like their third big man. You like a big man rotation and you know three guys. That's your that's your third guy. Yeah, um, I'm going to yeah, go. He is kinda, making like double digit millions. I'm going to go kind of surprising with this, but I think it's Drew Holiday is the most obvious. 
Um, mainly because yeah, yeah, that's, I don't, that was pretty obvious too. I don't really see. I didn't really see the market for him outside of New Orleans, just because the Pelicans really didn't have a choice. Like they had to put that on the table because they, even if they lost him, it's not like they could get a replacement. So if you're going to try to make this Anthony Davis boogie thing work, you like they were just in a corner. They were just pushed themselves into a corner to where they had to pay him the money to roll with it. So I don't know. I some some people thought he was going to you know all these other teams, but I don't know. I thought that was a. Uh, that was pretty obvious. But yeah, that. roll this roll this podcast back like a minute and insert Drew Holiday's name into the George Hill conversation we just had <laughs> because there's there just wasn't really a place for him. All the all the point guards were kind of got, and there's so many point guards, man. Like there is so many point guards out there. And because you're running guards. into yeah, and you're running into this thing. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a quarterback in the NFL to where a team. If if you're gonna suck, okay. If if you're a t- if you're a team that's gonna suck, let's say you're the Browns. Let's say you're let's say you're the Cleveland Browns. Let's, let's yeah, just hypothetically why, say you're the Browns. Why do you want to pay <laughs> a a a veteran quarterback? Let's that call is, him. Like, let's call him Brock Osweiler. No, no, <laughs> that's not a. Uh, trying to think of somebody. Uh, anyway, just let's say. Why would you pay a veteran quarterback that's just kind of a journeyman? to come in and be like your, you know, your starting quarterback when if you're going to suck, you might as well just roll the dice on like a younger developer, developing quarterback that you're just going to like, I don't know, see what the long-term fit is. And that's where you're seeing teams like Dallas, you know, I think you're getting Dennis Smith and you're like, okay, you know, you're not going to be competing for a title. Why try to find somebody like a Patty Mills? to sign for yeah. a ton of money and bring Dennis Smith off the bench. Like, why would you want to do that? So, and I think now with the league being so top heavy, I think you're starting to see teams like that, like New York. I mean, word out of New York saying, you know, saying, Hey, they want to go young. They just want to go complete rebuild now. And they probably, you know, they're going to ship off Carmelo. And that's why they're not in these conversations for these big veteran guards and stuff, because they just want to go younger. And so that that's why it's kind of it kind of hurts the veteran point guard some, but I don't know. I just think with the league being so top heavy, there's really not a reason for you know a, a sucky team to just unless you're just trying to break through. Like Philadelphia handing JJ Redick twenty three million for one year, I had no problem with that. Yeah, that's no, that's completely different. <laughs> I'd been I was listening to our podcast today from Friday. And I'd made the joke on there. I was like, oh, J.J. Reddick's going to go to Philly for like $18 million a year. <laughs> you lowballed him. <laughs> yeah, I was like $5 million off, and I thought eighteen was kind of high, but I still don't have a problem with it. But No, that, that's a completely different deal. To me, that's not a dumb a dumb signing. Uh, the other obvious one, I mean, Steph Curry signing the, the biggest deal in NBA history. That's pretty obvious. Like, that was going to happen. Yep. Go get <laughs> he, your money, Steph. He didn't get a no-trade clause, which is interesting, but still an obvious one. Um, oh, I have another dumb – Another dumb signing slash dumb move. Paul George is one that I think is just a dumb move. But if you're OKC, you might as well. I mean, Victor Oladipo is not taking you anywhere. Sabonis wasn't, you know, that great, blah, blah, blah. Um, all right. Another dumb one to me is Jose Calderon. Dude, the whole, what Cleveland, which I, I love. I mean, you know me. Like, I want them to suck. I don't, I don't want them to win. But why on earth, like, what what decision maker? I know Griffin's gone now, but what decision maker saying, you know what? 
Darren Williams, he just didn't cut it last year. We need to replace him. Yeah. We need to find a better replacement. Call up Calderon? Like, what? Like, are we sure Calderon's even better than Darren at this point? Then, then you go out and re-sign Corver for three years. Corver could barely even touch the court in the finals. Like, you know who, like, you know who's happy about that right now? Golden State. Kyle Corver. <laughs> and, and Kyle Corver. Like, they're thrilled right now. Both, both, both people. Yeah, so. those are both pretty dumb. Uh, the Kyle Korver one's less dumb to me. I mean, the years, yeah, whatever. But they did need to get him back. And if the years were what was going to get him to come back, then, yeah, they, they needed to do that. And that's a guy, I mean, he can he can catch fire at some point, and he's going to hit a bunch of threes in it in a you know, playoff game and make it worth their while. But Calderon just, yeah, Darren Williams is not that much worse. If, if he is worse, like I don't, I just don't know. And then they need, I mean, they they need defensive guys. They need guys to get stops. And Calderon yeah. is the like the opposite of that. If you compile a list of point guards that could get you a stop, Jose Calderon would be number four hundred and fifty out of four hundred and fifty viable NBA players. <laughs> guys, <laughs> is not going to play defense for you. That's another dumb one. All right, let's finish this off with the five best free agents available and what our predictions are. All right, uh, before we do this, we're going to leave Dirk out, right? Dirk's not one of the... <laughs> yeah. Not talking about and him. then we're going to leave Durant out, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're leaving Durant out. We're leaving Dirk out. The best one available is Hayward. Huh. Right? Do you disagree with me? No. Yeah, because Lowry, Lowry signed today. Lowry yeah. signed, Millsap signed, you know... Steph Curry signed, all this stuff. So, like, bet- like I'm, I'm all about Gordon Hayward, but I feel like we're almost treating like Durant at this point. I mean, there, there's just it's almost like Gordon Hayward watch right now. I mean, there's been there's been stuff circulating on Twitter from people in like their high rise apartments sending in footage of like Boston Snapchat. Yeah, like I mean, we're acting like this is Durant, but anyway. Um, I think Gordon, Gordon Hayward's a really good player. He, he's good. if he yeah. moves to the East, guaranteed All Star. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think he I think he goes to Boston. And it's all about market. This is uh, I mean, it's, I'm saying this over and over again because the piece that I wrote is just exactly how I feel. But the uh, the it's all about the market. It's all about you know which guys are left and which guys you know are the best players that are available and Gordon Hayward is the absolute best player that's still available so when you look across and Otto Porter just got offered a max deal is Otto Porter worth a max deal to most NBA teams no definitely definitely not but Otto Porter the market for him is just right to where you know Washington needs to keep him and other teams want to you know to snatch him away because he's a young player that can you know that has a lot of upside. And so because of the market, Gordon Hayward does end up being the best player available right now. And be, the best player available, you know, goes up for auction. And so then people are starting to vie for his, for his services and all this stuff. And Gordon Hayward also feels like a player, unlike Curry, unlike Durant, unlike some of these other guys, unlike maybe Chris Paul, even that you would think we can maybe wine and dine this guy. And maybe we can convince him to move because he's a guy that's kind of, eh, he isn't really sold or in love with Utah right now because, you know, the West is getting tougher. And this has been brought up a bunch of times, I think uh, by Zach Lowe and a couple others, that they didn't offer him a max deal when he came out of his rookie deal. They made him go out 
and sign an offer sheet with a different team for a max deal and then come back. So, I mean, that guys remember stuff like that. <laughs> you know, if your team or if your if your, you know, employer said, "We don't think you're worth what you're probably worth, but go out to another company, see if he can find that you're worth and then come back." And if you, you know, if you find you're worth a certain amount, we probably won't bring you back. That's just, you know, like a little spit in his face kind of. So, I think Gordon Hayward ends up in Miami. Oh, I the Mi- I'm I'm sold on the Miami thing, and I'm probably drinking the Bill Simmons Kool Aid because he harps on Miami so much. But you've just seen guys go to Miami like over and over again. Yeah, I mean it'd be fun. They'd make the playoffs. So. Yeah, yeah, they definitely would. They'd be, they would be the sixth best team all automatically. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm gonna buy the uh, Brad Stevens connection with the appeal of going to the Eastern Conference Finals and knowing that Boston has all these assets to land another guy. But who's the next guy? The next guy for me, I think Nerlens is the next best guy. If you're taking into if you're taking in potential and all that. Yeah, I mean Dallas. Yeah, going to Dallas. Then probably Gallinari. Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing scary with some of these veterans is Sacramento sitting there with like, I don't know, four hundred million dollars in cap space. So they're just gonna somebody some veteran is gonna get a massive deal from them and everybody's gonna freak out somebody like <laughs> yes. zach randolph or like vince carter's gonna get like 12 million a year or something and you know when he's 40 and then no, like, he'll get 20 he'll get a jj reddick deal <laughs> but uh no i mean like if you're sacramento are you going at gallinari with like 20 million a year i mean it's just crazy but i don't know if just 20 million is not that crazy for gallinari in my mind but I mean, it's not like super crazy, but I don't, I don't think there's a ton of teams lining up to give that to him. No, that would be a team though. I, no, I don't get I the have, Clippers fit either. I have, like, yeah, I have no feel for this. He's better as a four. Yeah, and you got Blake Griffin. I don't, I don't get that. Some I, I, unless what you're, what the Clippers are going to do, and this is probably what they are going to do is, well, it doesn't really fit with their guards, but you have, you have Blake Griffin, and the, and. You know, Jonathan Charks wrote a good piece about – it was Charks or Bill Simmons wrote a piece about Charks. about um, Blake Griffin, you know, being a ball handler. It was Charks. It, being a ball handler and, you know, being a guy that runs your offense. And I think that's where they're going to go. So he's kind of like Giannis where you, you play him at the – you know, his natural position, which they play Giannis at three, but he's actually their point guard. And so you can have other guys like Brogdon play your point guard even though he's not necessarily a true point guard. So then you're going to have Patrick Beverly – Maybe Lou Williams, maybe Jamal Crawford, maybe Rivers, like play those guard spots. None of those guys are like definite point guards, you know, like Patrick Beverly probably is, but all those other guys are, you know, off ball kind of guys, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, just like lead guards, not necessarily point guards. But so you have that and then you play Gallo at three and then technically you have him at four in some situations because Blake Griffin's handling the ball, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So just unless like a stretch they, guy around Blaker. Unless they trade uh, DeAndre. But even if they add Gallo, I don't even think they're a playoff team. <laughs> just the, really? That's just the last, man. I think they could be. DeAndre, Blake, Gallinari, Beverly. I, I could see it for sure. It's interesting. I think Blake's going to have some added motivation to get back to old Blake and with no Chris Paul around. I think we could see him get back to uh, – semi-elite level if he plays sure <laughs> if he plays seriously that's what... all right are they breaking into golden state houston spurs thunder 
Are you doing rankings down? I'm just I'm just saying, do you think the Clippers are better than any of these teams? Golden State, Houston, Spurs, Thunder, Timberwolves, Trailblazers, uh, Denver. Well, uh, I cut I cut it off with I put Jazz in that top six. Warriors, Rockets, Spurs, Timberwolves. Jazz even without Gordon Hayward. Um, I mean Ingles, Gobert, Rubio. I mean, if they get if they get Hayward back, what what baffles me is I've seen a lot of people saying if Hayward comes back to Utah, they're the two seed. That's crazy. But okay, let's okay. We'll say Hayward's gone, so th- you have a top five. So then you're looking at you're looking at three spots with Utah, Clips. I would put Denver. Denver in there, <sighs> Portland, Memphis. They could yeah. they could they could get in there. It's just I think I think they're better than New Orleans. That's if they add that's if they add Gallinari. If they don't, I think they're worse than New Orleans. Drew Holiday's yeah. better than any of their guards, right? If he plays. It's true. <laughs> All right. Uh George Hill, I think, is the next best guy. Oh gosh. This we, was so hard. We man. already talked about this. I have no idea. I just have no idea where his market is and where gosh, I could just look at a, a list of teams and just have no idea. Because it's like what we said. Like, look at Sacramento. They just got De'Aaron Fox. Like, you don't want to. The Knicks, you don't want the to... Knicks would be the obvious place for him, but they just got Neil Aquina. And maybe if Neil Aquina's injury is, is at a point where he can't, he's not like he's looking like he's going to miss some time, then maybe they go ahead and offer him like one of those one year. No, I think, I think, I even then. I think even with, even with Neil Aquina, I mean, he could play off the ball. So yeah. I don't think that would be the issue. So I think could George this, Hill. I think the issue is. If New York truly just wants to go all in on the youth movement, you know, does George Hill really fit that? I don't know, fit that degree. Would De- you know, would Detroit if they make some moves? You know, if Indy, you know, Indiana, Indiana kind of needs a point guard now with Jeff T gone. Would he go back to Indy? Um, Indy's been in those trade talks for with Corey Joseph in Toronto. Um, I don't know. I mean, you start looking across. Does Orlando say, "Hey, let's move on from Alfred Payton to get George Hill"? They should. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know, if, if Milwaukee can move Greg Monroe, I think Milwaukee's the place for him. That would be a good, really good fit for him. Yeah, that would be. Uh, that would be a solid. The next two guys, I'm really split on, and we've done four. This would be five. Otto Porter, Rudy Gay. Which one do you think? I think Otto Porter has to end back back in Washington because the same situation as Drew Holiday. Washington, even if they, if they lose him, they're just losing for nothing. It's not like they use cap space because they won't have cap space. So. Yeah, so they'll just they're in a they're in the corner like New Orleans, you know, was with with Holiday. They have to pay him. It's just a matter of how much. Now, could they do a signing trade with somebody? I think you know if Melo would you know do that, would they do a signing trade with Melo? You know, if if he would waive that, and if I'm Melo, I would I would really consider that, but. Especially if you want to stay near New York, Washington D.C. is really close. You join with Bradley Bill, John Wall, in the East. Heck, that could get you a three seed. And Markeith, don't forget Markeith. <laughs> Markeith Morris. All right, and then Rudy Gay. We'll throw that as the sixth guy. There was the picture tweeted by Ennis Cantor that he was going to join the Thunder and that his locker is right next to Westbrook. That was hilarious. I love when players like tweet their own stories, and I know that that's going against. Everything I should be going against as a reporter, but I just I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. Like when Andre Iguodala broke his own story, I thought that was great. And then Ennis Cantor doing this, even though it wasn't true, like it wasn't that they like they didn't agree to a sign or anything like that. 
Yeah. Rige to me goes the highest bidder, and I don't understand the like the Spurs thing or what other teams has he been linked to? The Warriors. Yeah, that one doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but they got they got Iggy back. It was just in case Iggy. Yeah. Um, no, I mean if he's willing to take a pay cut or for, or if OKC could you know dump some dump Cantor, then I think he would work perfectly in in OKC. We just talked about two teams that need to dump these big men in Cantor and Monroe. That's so funny. <laughs> but no, I mean it's going to be I don't know. It's going to be a weird situation for. I think Portland would be interesting if they could somehow get their hands on him, but they don't have money. I think I think New Orleans would love to get him if they could clear up money for him, but I don't see that happening either. So then you're looking at the East, and it's just all a matter for him. Where is he at in a career coming off a, 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 another injury? Is does he want to compete with a playoff team, or does he want the highest you know highest bidder? So he's kind of hard. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say OKC at the moment. Man, if I was him and I was stuck in Sacramento, I would just be like, I'll take the minimum and play for Golden State. Straight up. I just, let me just play for like a really good situation for like at least a year. And just get this Sacramento stench off of me. My best regards to Vince Miracle, my friend that covers the Kings, but man, that is just there, There's just – and I mentioned this a little bit ago with, with Dallas and three-team trades. I just don't think we're done. I don't think we're done with some big moves. I mean, we still got to yeah. see, like, just looking at some teams right now, what is San Antonio going to do? Like, they have to do something right now. So they're not just they're not just going to sit back and do nothing. You know, Cleveland, do they run back the same squad? Does LeBron, does LeBron allow, you know, the Cavs to run back the same squad? Do they finally unload Kevin Love? Do they find a taker? Where does Carmelo go? You know, with that situation, there's just some, you know, what does you say Clippers like, what is the Clippers mindset right now? You know, are they, hey, let's build around Blake and DeAndre and let's go for the win now mode. Or do they say, hey, let's cash in on Beverly and Lou Williams and maybe even DeAndre if it's the right move. And the Clippers will be and this will speak to Mavericks fans. The Clippers are going to be. Mavericks 2012 to 15. That's what they're going to be. <laughs> they're going to be probably right around 500 for a while. And they're just going to be like, you know, kind of retooling around Blake and DeAndre and whatever. Like, that's yeah. It. That's and it, it, that's, you know, been, we said, you know, before we hit record, he's talking about some teams and some reports coming out, you know, like Woz, Woz has been reporting like some of these teams that are making these signings, they need to create cap space. You know, for instance, like Toronto, yep. they said Toronto with bringing Ibaka and Lowry back, they have to unload some of their veterans. So then it makes you ask the question. So if you're Dallas, you know, you're looking at there, what would it take? For, what would it take from Toronto for you to take back Damari Carroll, a or first Yonis, round pick, or Jonas Valanciunas? Yeah, but what's he gonna do? Making fifteen million back yeah, but in early. You give me like a first round pick, <laughs> you know, I'll take I'll take Jonas. I think I'd rather take Carroll over Jonas. Yeah, probably. But like but if so if they're saying we'll give you a first round pick with Carroll, would you take it? Is it theirs? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like so, you know, and the same with Phoenix, you know, when I don't I forgot who reported it, but when they said when they backed out of the Millsap talks, you know, the report was saying, hey, like they're just going all in on the youth movement. They're willing to unload unload veterans. They'll, t- you know, whatever. So, go with Zach Lowe. Okay. So, yeah. Zach Lowe. So, like, 
what would it take? You know, this has obviously been people have been having fun with it on Twitter and we had fun with it on Smokey Cuban. Like how how cool would it be if you could get Tyson back to like mentor Nerlens? And that would just be so cool. Of course, man, I'd do Dwight for Dwight Powell for Tyson Chandler in a heartbeat, but you know. stupid. All right. All <laughs> no, best regards to, to Mike Fisher, but you can't just tweet out that picture of, of of Tyson and Dirk and put question marks on it, man. Like you knew exactly what you were doing with that, Mike Fisher. <laughs> well he you got me thinking doing. way too much. I was I started I went to trade machine, all this stuff, and I was like, Man, he just tweeted that out as like a and he even said it himself, it was like this is just a fun idea for Mavs fans. And I was like, Come on, man. You can't <laughs> Not right now, Mike. Not now. <laughs> all right. Man, there's just so much going on right now, and it just seems like we've hit. There's always sort of this lull, like right after free agency. It's almost like a hangover, right? This yeah. is like free agency hangover where all the writers have just been up for two days, and so now they're taking naps. And that's why I think Woj missed some of the deals. <laughs> Woj versus Shams. That's been the real the real battle. Sham Wow's a little bit younger, so he can go a little bit longer. Woj is like 50. Woj is also on the dark side inside of the – they have the drugs and the PEDs that can make him stay up for you know years. Brian Windhorst hasn't slept in like two months. All right. Thanks so much for listening to us on Lockdown Mavs. If you're going to work, have a great day. If you're leaving hey, it's, work. It's Monday, guys. Enjoy your week. <laughs> you're about to hear something. Hopefully today, on Monday, we get Nerland's news and how much money. I feel like that's just the only thing we're excited about. What what are we going to get Nerland's for? Like how much are we going to pay him? So. Enjoy your Monday. Such nerds. Enjoy your Monday. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And subscribe and follow us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. And check out DallasSportsFanatic.com. If you're interested in Cowboys, Rangers, Stars, FC Dallas, Dallas Wings, we got all that stuff up there. So still doing the same Mavs coverage. I will not change what I'm doing. I will write a couple more Wings pieces, but you didn't really care about that anyway. So... It's whatever. I might write like a Cowboys piece during the season when there's no NBA going on or something like that. But other than that, I'm I'm sticking straight on the Mavericks and NBA. So check out that. Follow them at Dallas underscore Fanatic. We appreciate it a lot. And thanks so much. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.